Hello, my finest, finest fan friends. You are listening to Rahalastapa, and this week my guest is Timkey. And he's a very funny man and quite a rude boy. And he tried to get one up on me, and he never will. Um, I hope you enjoy it. I had a lot of fun. He's, he's a very funny man. Um, and uh, do remember my book, Would You Rather, is coming out. If it's not out now, it's out pretty soon at all good bookshops in audiobook, book, and ebook. Uh, you can ask the questions to people or you can listen to Stevie Martin Martin and me discussing the questions on the audiobook, which is a very different experience to the book itself. Uh, tickets still available for remaining Leicester Square Theatre gigs, Mondays in October. And remember, you can live stream them and watch all the old live streams. Head to richtang.com for all the information on that. But for now, let us sit back and relax and enjoy Rahalastapa with the amazing Tim Key. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who's got a bottom like a cannon. Here's Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Nearly got the wrong mic. That could have been a disaster. That had to been the guest and everything. It would have been awful. Welcome to Richard Herring's Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Uh, that was hanging out with Christopher Lillicrap. Uh, anyone remember Christopher Lillicrap? More people than I expected again. I only remember him because he had a funny name. He looks a bit like David Essex. He was uh, did quite a lot of kids' shows. Christopher Lillicrap did a lot of uh, kids' shows around the 1970s, 1980s. He's still going, just looks him up. He's having a nice time. He lives uh, uh, in a Greek island somewhere. Anyway, who calls it Rahalastapa? So I don't know if that's going to catch. Don't know if that's going to catch on. Um, here's my uh, amazing thought. Hello to the streaming people. Apparently, it's uh, in high definition the last last week and this week. I don't know if you've noticed that at home. Took a chance. Apparently, it's working out well. That's what uh, that's what they're saying on Twitter. Um, so uh, I uh, I got. To, oh, I. I I've got to take issue with uh, Lego. I'm very annoyed with Lego. Um, my kids have got loads of it. But whoever idea it was to change Lego from being just the standard regular sizes, where the biggest one, the smallest one was about that big, right? That's right, two, two by two or something like that. Now it's just, I've had to pick it up like three times in the last day to tidy up the lad. It's just they're all these tiny little bits sort of as big as a, like a barnacle from Moana's boat or... <laughs> Whoever made that decision, let's make Lego really tiny so A, it goes into Hoover's and B, it's impossible to pick it all up in, in two minutes because you have to get that hope. The rest, when they die, I hope they go to hell and have to pick up Lego off the <laughs> boiling hot floor of hell. It's not even any good for stand-up because there's already a stand-up observation about Lego, which is that if you stand on it, it hurts your feet. So we don't need this. Not even any use for me. I can't get 15 seconds of material out of it. <laughs> Very annoyed. Uh, my son continues to be a source of amusement to me. I told you last week that he told me he was having a baby in November, uh, December. <laughs> still keeping up. He's still keeping up with that. A week later. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Uh, what I'm most proud of him, though, um, that my wife came back to find he'd, he'd, uh, he'd gone to use uh, the toilet that's just an ensuite in our bedroom. Nice, eh? Uh, and... Uh, there, she came in and she found like there was a bit of poo on the floor. And this is the second story I've told about him pooing on the floor this series, I think. And he hasn't ever done it before. So he's, it's, uh, it's, don't start saying my son poos on the floor all the time. <laughs> he's done it twice. 
there was a bit of poo on the floor, but there was also like toilet paper trying to cover it up. And he'd spray, he'd sprayed, and he'd pooed in the toilet as well, but a little bit had gone on the floor. He'd obviously tried to cover it up. And, 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 and my wife said, what's happened? He said, I don't know. He said, was that you? He said, no. And then he said, and she said, what, what's happened? And she said, a dog did it. Which is what I, it's what I said when I pooed myself at infant school. I said, a naughty dog did it. So I said, and he's only three, and I must have been like four when I thought of that. Very, very proud of him. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that might be all the stand-up I've got for you this week. Yeah, pretty good though, isn't it? Pretty strong standard. Christopher, who remembers Christopher Lillycrap then? Yeah. yeah. Good bunny. What Whatever happened to him? He went to Greece. I think he did panto for a while. Work dried up a bit. He was a very talented musician, and still is. Uh, and I, I love him. He just had crap at the end of his name, and I couldn't believe that was allowed on TV. I, I remember that. I remember that. My guest this week is probably best known for his portrayal of the toilet attendant in the Harry Hill movie. That is why. Oh, we've got a we got a bona fide movie star with us today. Will you please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Tim King? Thank you. Lovely to see you. Thank you so much for coming in. Well, that's a lovely, uh, lovely garment. Garment? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to be more specific? <laughs> I would say it's a sweatshirt, is it? I'd say minimum, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, want to, do you want to describe that for no, the... No, I do not. This, you can describe it. <laughs> okay. You go ahead. I've described so like, it so many times. Is it? It's the crystal maze cube you're going with the... Pardon me? Is it the crystal maze <laughs> crystal <laughs> on it that you're going with all the stuff's falling down on you? It looks like that. It doesn't look enough like that, does it? <laughs> that's a bit... And I'd say they, that's, I think you've, they're you've, foxes. You've identified... Yeah, they're foxes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Foxes coming out of the dodecahedron. Yes, it's basically a case of foxes coming out of the dodecahedron. <laughs> I don't know whether that's what they call it on the website. It's very nice. I've got to say, that's a lovely um, garment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, that's a very big compliment. I would... <laughs> what is that? That's sort of... <laughs> sort of like a blue shirt with sort of horrible blotches. Is it? <laughs> it is. It's not very nice, is it? <laughs> this is my summer shirt. I bought you know, this. For, shirt? I, bought, I bought this for the summer to go on holiday in. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Wow. And then how, I how was the holiday? Did you make, it make, wasn't, anyone, make, make any friends out there? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't good. I went to Centre Parks. Okay. My my. Uh, I was wearing a Rick and Morty T-shirt on the first day, and two of the young staff members at uh, Centre Parks congratulated me for liking Rick and Morty. It's always a good sign when you're congratulated. But for then. Your garment. <laughs> But then, on the last day, I was wearing a Daddy Shark t-shirt. Are you okay. aware of the Baby Shark franchise? I wasn't aware of the other two, to be honest. Okay. And then a girl in Starbucks said, oh, I like your t-shirt. And then I thought, do they just tell the staff here to say, I like your t-shirt to middle-aged men to make them feel like they should come back here again another time? Because it's working. Yeah. Which, which, which Starbucks is there? Maybe I could wow them with my foxes it's, from Decade. It, it's the Starbucks <laughs> at Woburn the Centre Parks. Uh, the one, there's, a, there's two. Uh, it's the one. It's the one. 
Which, sorry, which, which woven <laughs> centre box? <laughs> woven part. Go on then, what activities did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking looking after kids the whole time. It's awful. It's terrible. I had to look after... I wasn't allowed to do any of the stuff. There was a little Land Rover as they drove around. Yes. And I got... My son got in one. It looked like there was enough room for... And I started getting in. The guy said, oh, no, no, no. You can't get in. Well, you wearing that yeah. shirt again? <laughs> yeah, I had to walk alongside and make sure... Oh, that's demeaning, walking yeah. alongside a mini then, Land Rover. Yeah, and then... That wasn't what you signed up for. <laughs> and when he steered... Pardon me? And when he steered yeah. into, like, the water and stuff, I then had to reach over and try and get him out. Hang on, who was steering? The, my child, my three-year-old child. My shitting three-year-old child. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> It was good though. It's nice, isn't it? To go on little Land Rovers. Nice. What activities would you have liked to have done, given your? Um, I would have liked to, like, in the pool. Yeah, you have to swimming. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't swim. I'd like. I would have liked to swim, but there was no swimming pool. Water too uh, thick. There, uh, wh wh was, why couldn't you swim? Because there, there wasn't like a swimming pool, and it was like a wave machine thing. That would have been really in the pool, wouldn't it? You couldn't swim in it. <laughs> it was full of people, and you couldn't swim in it. There wasn't really swimming it. Uh, there was. Um... Something doesn't add up here. Was it definitely centre parts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd have liked to go on the slides, but the but you're you have when you've got a kid under four, you've got to be uh, adult supervision the whole time. So and you're not allowed to take the kids on the slides, so I couldn't go on the big slides. Oh, the snooker. Team. And the, I was a bit scared of the big slides, and there were some little slides the kids were allowed on. I wasn't allowed on those because I was an adult, so I couldn't go on any slides. It's almost the definition of a catch twenty-two. It was <laughs> almost. Yeah. Do you remember much about being the toilet attendant in the Harry Hill movie? Um, you know, um, uh, I got to meet Harry Hill. Yeah, future guest on the show. Uh, well, that wasn't why I wanted to meet him. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking more of his back catalogue, his oh, influence, yeah, yeah. the Elmia. <laughs> Did you ever dream you'd be on this podcast before Harry Hill? <laughs> you know, yeah, he put the kernel into my mind. Yeah. Um, Simon Bird was on the was on the movie. Yeah, and uh, I remember talking to him, but it's you know it's a little awkward because he was like the lead, and uh, you know I was just uh, the toilet attendant <laughs> as we as we discussed. Yeah, um, got a T-shirt for doing it. Did you? Yep. <laughs> not 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 my agent's best work. <laughs> Looking back on it, <laughs> but still, a garment's a garment. <laughs> Oh dear, good. Um, now the thing I, I've talked about you on this podcast before, I think with Alex Horn, maybe with Mark Watson. Um, sure. I'm very, I'm interested in how you became a comedian because it's quite. I'm not I'm, funny. <laughs> you're, quite, you're not funny. You don't do jokes, and I don't understand. I just want to know. No, you're the starting, but the genesis of Tim Key yep. was that. By the way. Before I go into that, mm -hmm. have you considered a rebranding of your of your of you? Um, have I considered a rebranding <laughs> yeah. of my my me? Yeah. Um, Rather than being I don't think you should be called Tim Key. Yeah. I think you should call yourself Tim Key, like one word. Uh, so, so how Tim are we spelling key. it? T I M T I M K E Y, but it's all one word. Tim Key. Yeah. No, I haven't considered that. No. no. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like Cher, it's just called Cher. Well, Lulu's just called Lulu. You could be Tim no, Key. No, it's not like that. Because <laughs> they they haven't they haven't had forty years with the names apart and then 
banged them together to sort of yeah. and see who salutes. Timkey. Yeah, and he, he keeps Tim saying Timkey. Tim yeah. <laughs> you're not getting your idea across the line. I think it sounds like a little puppet monkey yeah, or no, something. No, I know you're, in, you're into the name. Um, Hello, my, and it's Timkey. My, here um, he comes. We were, we're about <laughs> We sort of skirted around the possibility of talking about my career for a moment. <laughs> but now you're playing a pretend recorder and saying Timkey. I just think it could work. I'm just spitballing. Are <laughs> <laughs> no, you still playing? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Playing his recorder. Well, my godchildren call me Timpy. Oh, do they? T-I-M-P-E-E. So they've got so close. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they would argue they've got where they need to be. <laughs> they, they, they wanted to have that name. Timpy. Yeah. My, nice. And at university for a bit, I was called uh, 10P. 10P? Yeah. That's better, actually. Yeah. That's better than what I came up with. <laughs> 10P. Now, you're... How you got into... I, I'm fascinated by this because you were in the Cambridge Footlights and you got into the Cambridge Footlights and you got into all of the Cambridge drama and comedy stuff, but you were not at the university. No, no. And you did it by subterfuge. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. kind of, it's really... Yeah. Well, that's it, really. You've got yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But that's... I was covert ops. So that takes some... I want to say balls, but I'm not allowed to say that anymore. That takes some... Well, what can you say here? Oh, it not, it Maybe takes, it's a different phrase entirely. Start yeah. the phrase again. <laughs> Take some guts. Oh, guts is I've good. Yeah, guts. we've all got yeah, guts. Yeah, I've got guts. Um, some people don't have guts. That's, a, that's well, then, another... Well, then look for something different. One. Okay. That takes some... Courage we've all got. Courage. <laughs> that takes some courage. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's quite courageous? To do an audition. I think it's, but no one thinks of it, right? So everyone goes, oh, Footlights, it's so exclusive and it's so posh and people aren't it. And, so, uh, and you just go, oh, I'll just go and, I'll just go and audition for it. That's, that's what I did. Yeah. I j yep. Were you I not did. nervous that someone would go, um, why are you yeah, in here? Yeah, it felt, yeah, sometimes a bit like sort of high wire. Yeah. Well, I went in there to um, audition for the pantomime. So. It's not exactly, it's not sort of that sort of James Bond, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I can get into this pantomime even though I'm not allowed. <laughs> Does sound bad when you start to tell it. Because in my mind it's quite big as well. I think it's quite a good story. But yeah. when you're auditioning for a pantomime when you shouldn't. <laughs> So um, yeah, I went in, and then there was. But uh, it's that decision. It's the it's the thing of deciding to go. It's the thing of going. I wonder if I could do this. Yeah, I've just got past that bit. I'm going in. No, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> there's that thing. Well, I won't. I get caught. Won't. Won't there be a, some guards on the door with knives? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can get through it. Yeah, there will. Yeah. Let me tell you a thing or two about auditioning for a pantomime. <laughs> You, you show me a pantomime where there's guards on the door for auditions. Yeah. You, you, that's not a pantomime, that's something different. <laughs> you go in, you write your email address down, it doesn't look the same as the others, and then you walk through, do the audition, and leave. Yeah. And so it's not a great dinner party anecdote. 
But you kept it up for you kept up for a while, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, I kept it up and I got into the show. Yeah. And uh, we went to Edinburgh and uh, we got nominated for the Perry Award, Best Newcomer. And it did start, you know, my career off. Yeah. Um, but the problem I've got is I can't think how to sort of um, make that an interesting story. <laughs> I think it's I think it's interesting. I think well, there's... sometimes I did have to go to. I had to sort of say which college I went to, mm -hmm. and then there was there was a rehearsal at my college, and there was uh, another person in the show. Sophie said, um, "Can you can I meet you at the? They have things called Porter's Lodges. Yeah, it's not, it's not a dirty word. You know, mess at the Porter's Lodge." And so that we could go and find the place in the college where I'd studied, actually, at this point, for four years. <laughs> in, in, my, in, my, in my origin story. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm just getting to know this person. We're friends. We're having a nice laugh as I'm looking for the place. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm panicking. And uh, twice we get to... It's like a computer game where you just sort of get to a bit and you go, no, that's a wall. <laughs> Walk on the spot for a bit against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Try see how much, see how high you can jump. <laughs> well, I, I find it fascinating. I think it's great, and I think yeah. like, more people should do it, right? Shouldn't they? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I think it's, it should be a call to arms, really. Yeah. That everyone should do it. Yeah. If you live within 30 miles of Cambridge, just get in and absolutely fuck it up. <laughs> if you're anywhere between, I guess you need to be between sort of 18 and there's no real upper limit. No. Like 18 and 25 helps, but yeah. like if you're 30, you just say, I'm doing a PhD, and in you go and let's sort of disrupt things. Yeah. You said you were doing a PhD on Nikolai Gogol. Google, Gogol, Google. I wouldn't have done very well doing it. I'd have been, I'd have been caught straight away. Because they'd have gone, huh, why are you saying like, his name wrong? <laughs> that wasn't, oh, yeah, I never said his name wrong. Uh, I did, I said I was doing, doing a, a postgraduate degree in um, Nikolai Gogol. And then one day someone in a bar came up to me who I was in the panto with. It's just such a, it, there's no glamour in the story because you, be you have to keep saying panto. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm in the government inspector. And I'm like, that rings a bell. <laughs> just had a f I wanted to just grill you a bit <laughs> about being in the government inspector. And um, I thought on my feet and said, actually, my PhD is more uh, centred around the short stories of Nikolai Gogol. <laughs> and um, whether it's possible to translate the short stories whether it loses so much in translation coming from Russian to English that it makes the whole um, thing redundant. And uh, then I said, I'm going to get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't say, but yeah, you must have read The Government Inspector, though. It's like that. You have you to have read if, you if, if your PhD is in Nikolai Gogol <laughs> and you haven't read The Government Inspector, it's like, well, you know, there's all sorts of examples of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to persist. That is not what interviewers do. <laughs> it's such a weird interviewer. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I know you don't want to talk about this, but I'm going to carry on. I do actually. What, uh, I do actually point, want to talk about it. At uh, what point did you fess up? And what, did, Alex, Alex, did Alex Horn realise you were lying? I don't know why Alex Horn thinks he's a part of this story. He's okay. nowhere near it. Okay. 
Um, no, Mark was in the show. Right. Uh, the, after the pantomime, we then were in this sketch show. That was the one that we went to Edinburgh with. And the director met me in a pub. The two directors met me in a pub. And on the day that they... On the Saturday night, they said, we're going to put a letter into your pigeonhole to see whether you've got in. After two, after two weeks of, of auditioning, <laughs> yeah. lots of different combinations, lots of writing, we'll put a letter in your pigeonhole. And I'm like, yeah, this is another problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, you know, um, is it, I'm not, I don't know whether I'm going back to my college tonight, so could you put it in the, the theatre pigeonhole? So yeah, we'll put it in there. So, uh, and I'm with, I'm leading a double life because I'm obviously, I'm from, the reason I'm there is I live near Cambridge. So I'm just with my friends and, and going to, we went to the pub and then before we got the bus, we went down to the theatre, get the thing, tell them I've got into this thing. They don't really care. And <laughs> then <laughs> the, the next day, the directors phone me and say, let's meet in the Maypole, this pub in, in Cambridge. And uh, they sit down, and it's almost like they think this is going to become a film in about 20 years. They go, we know. <laughs> <laughs> and they say, we want to keep you in the thing, but you can't tell anyone. Right. They didn't tell me how they knew, <laughs> um, <laughs> but they knew. Anyway, um, about two months later, after we'd done all of the, written the show, basically, we had a dinner party, and at the dinner party, uh, Bruno, the director, said... He's got something to say. <laughs> and I had to say, I don't go to this college. I, 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 everything is, you know, fabricated. Um, you know, take, take, take from that what you want, really, friendships-wise. <laughs> I've been lying for the last eight weeks, so, you know, we are where we are. <laughs> and they enjoyed it. To a certain extent. And Mark, Mark Watson, who, who was in that room, really enjoyed it. And he sent me a message the next day, an email, because I'm still temping, yeah. um, working for the um, Department of... What is, what's the t teaching? Education. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, compared it to, he compared me to Gary Crosby. Okay. Do you know that guy? No. No? Someone will know. Just speak to your people. <laughs> who's, who's Gary Crosby? Crosby, Stills and Nash, no. No, don't know. Well, uh, that's staggering. <laughs> Basically, people, the, all the people who know are shy. <laughs> More people know who uh, Christopher Lillycrap is. There's a Nottingham Forest footballer called Gary Crosby who, okay. in, the, in, the, in the late 80s, <laughs> and Andy Dibble... Is, um, is stood there with the ball, this goalkeeper, this bloody lemon, and uh, Gary Crosby nods it out of his hand and scores. <laughs> right. And uh, Mark compared me to him at one of, the, one of my proudest moments, really. Okay. <laughs> Just a, a, an impudent move uh, at, the, yeah. at the correct time in your life. It is. I mean, but it's, there's that risk, because they could have just all turned around and gone... Killed me. Yeah, killed you. Yeah, and they would have, it was and, high risk, yeah. And they would, the law wouldn't have been able to touch them for that. No, absolutely not. They no. were actually at the no, university. No, they could have torn me lymphoma. You weren't even at the university, so the university police would have turned up and yeah, said... Yeah, what I was doing was totally wrong. Actually, not. one of the worst things I, probably anyone's done. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> 
But it's yeah, it's good you did it. But I, I well, it's gone into folklore. Hasn't it, it has. Yeah. But it's but, but also it gave you you know it, the, all those people that you met through that the people that you've sort of work with over the over the next 20 years yeah that's the only real downside yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very i think it's fascinating uh so i think and, and i think it is admiral i think it's it's just it yeah it some... did feel uh, when i was doing it it did there was something about it that did feel right yeah and it felt it felt very it felt very good yeah 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 how do i know that you're really timkey i'm not just someone pretending to be no, him. No. What? It's all done now. Okay. Uh, yeah, got it out of my system. Okay, you sure? This is me. Okay. Tim Key. <laughs> we should work on that together. I think we can get something. No, I don't want to collaborate with you. Okay. <laughs> um, and also, I wanted to let sing. Let's get personal then. Um, when I did your show in Edinburgh, yeah, we need answers. I think it was. Was it was it that one or was it? Was uh, it we need one? answers. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a bit like uh, sort I think of. The phrase you're after is, "Can we get personal?" Okay. <laughs> it was a bit like a sort of early incarnation of Taskmaster that did become its own show on its own. It was sort of like loads of. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Horn was playing us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, yeah, it was the early incarnation of Taskmaster. It was me, Mark, and Alex. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the, the latter Taskmaster is Alex. Yes. Yeah. A fair play to the guy. Yeah, he's done well. Yeah. Um, you had to put up tents and stuff. Well, I can't, I do. But in that show, I got very fit that year. I was probably fitter than I am now, even. And look at me now. Uh, I'd say you do look great now. Thank you. Yeah. I was, but also I was significantly younger. I was forty-one or something. Oh, I think like. we're both younger. Yeah, we were both. Younger. <laughs> um, I think Alex was older. Alex was. I was Alex. At the start of that show, uh, I had to get up onto a bar. Everyone was sitting on bar stools. Yeah. Right? And I'm very short, and my legs are very short, and I couldn't get so up. So I on... helped you onto the stool. You could say that. Yeah, well, there we go. And let's move on. <laughs> what have you got? What's your next question? So I, I tried to leapfrog onto the stool because I was fit and I was full of energy. And Tim moved the stool as I was just about to get onto it. Timkey. Timkey. <laughs> <laughs> It's the kind of mischievous trick that Timkey... <laughs> and it cr hit me right in the chest and actually cracked my rib. I didn't know that at the time. It really hurt. And then I got on the stool and sat on the stool. Yes. And I did all the stupid stunts and didn't win. Yep. Put up a tent and did all sorts of stuff. And I, you cracked my rib. Yep. Yeah. Bastard, yeah. And, <laughs> Yeah. And there's nothing you can do with a crack. No, rib. no, no. I've, 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 I've actually cracked my own rib. Have you? What, um, as a penance for no, cracking no, no, mine? No, no, no. You're, uh, before, so oh, your, before. Your, yours was the penance. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the I, only no, way you can get over a crack rib is to was, crack someone else's rib and then yeah. it moves on to the. I was them. thinking that when I was walking here. Yeah. I thought, well, it'll probably, it'll probably focus on the rib stuff a bit. <laughs> I thought about sort of lancing that boil in the dressing room yeah. and just sort of cutting it off at the pass. Yeah. But no, you just got to... I mean, that's why I'm booked. Yeah. You're, you're furious and you want to talk to me about... I'm very your, your angry. Rib, you know, in front of some people. 
Well, I'd, um, I was fit and then I couldn't exercise for like three months. Oh, the months. thing about, no, 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 what you have to remember with a rib is it takes fucking ages to heal. It does. <laughs> it was in pain. It doesn't even matter if it's bruised. If it's bruised, that's six weeks, eight weeks minimum. Yeah. Broken, you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. My, my wife, it was then my new girlfriend, I'd been going out with about six months, was mm -hmm. leaving the next day. Mm -hmm. And I was in pain, and she insisted on making love with me because we're. Now I've got to say that, that, very, that, uh, very say that isn't technically my responsibility. <laughs> that part. <laughs> you should have made love with her when I was incapable of making no, love. No, I, I, I feel like a non-empathetic lover is not really my my lookout. <laughs> That's my memory of making yeah. love in pain to my wife. Uh huh. And then she got into that. <laughs> right. So just how regularly does she break your rib? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> uh, Has she got a rib hammer? <laughs> And then, yeah, and then by the time it was better, I was, I'd put on all the weight again, and that was, the, you know, and then I was unfit. Oh, I remember you being and, fat a couple of years later, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then I got cancer, yeah. and, uh, now, you know, it is... What, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, now, what, I've got to say, like, the cancer was a happy accident. <laughs> <laughs> but what I will say in your defense, I just wanted to get, I wanted to air this. Um, you're a terrible person and yep. you, did, you yeah. did me wrong uh, and I've never been punished for it but what you did a few months later you sent me a biography of Charlie Chaplin do you remember this? nope uh, and, uh, and it was reading that book that gave me quite a lot and it was just sort of timed at the time when I was working I don't think you knew that when I was working or thinking about doing the Hitler moustache show oh really? no I didn't and, know that uh, and I read this whole biography of Charlie Chaplin and it really um, do you not remember? It was a very nice thing for you to do. Maybe it was someone pretending to be you. Maybe, say, maybe it say, was Timkey. I've got to say, I, I do so many nice things. Yeah. Some... <laughs> That's great, and I saw so, that show, and I love that show. And so that, it really, I think, you know, there's bits from that book. That, so there yeah. you go. If you hadn't cracked my rib, yeah. I wouldn't have done a show that if anyone now looks back at it, will find it troublesome in some ways. Oh, yeah. It's not something you want to sort of um, <laughs> scoop back out and put on DVD. <laughs> But it was great to see you in the courtyard with the moustache. Yeah, it was fun. That's all down to you. So I'll, I'll let you take the credit for that as well. Timkey. 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 Um, so, look, we, let me ask... I'm going to ask you some new, my new emergency questions while we're... Uh, before we move on, just because I think uh, you'll have the correct level of disdain for them. <laughs> and that's my guess. Would you rather know the truth but always have to lie... Oh, or no, no, no. Or that's, okay. yeah, go on. Be really good at ice hockey. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, really. Oh, good. I listen to this podcast. Yeah. That's one of the better ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to be really good at ice hockey. Would you? Yeah. Have you Have you played? Do you play? No, well, I don't like. I don't, know. I don't like. Why would you say? Well, how, what, what kind of reaction is that? Why wouldn't he play? I can't really. I said the cunt plays. I can't. Can uh, he play? I, I can't risk it with my ribs. They're very I'm fragile. Not... <laughs> <laughs> um, they uh, no. I don't really like uh, anything that happens on frozen water of any kind. You're talking about ice there. Ice, <laughs> snow. You, tell me, where, you tell me where the snow is frozen water. I don't know. <laughs> it is. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, you know that for a fact. Yeah. I'd say frozen water is ice. What about snow? Oh, I which think is snow's... also frozen water. No, no. Snow's its own thing. What about 
What about snow that's How compacted? Be, I'd love to have the confidence of someone who thinks that snow and ice are the same. <laughs> I think they're the same, but I don't think a piece of coal no, in the No, 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 you do think, think they're the same. You think, you think that frozen water <laughs> is snow. I think some of it is. Some of it? I don't think... I don't think... I don't think uh, a piece of coal and a diamond are the same thing. I'm but they're not, both, I'm not arguing they're both carbon. Piece. When have I said that? Why are you picking up on me saying things I haven't said? Because they are the same thing. Right, so you're saying it, and I don't think they are. I don't like anything. No, I don't like anything. I don't like anything. <laughs> I hate everything. I don't like anything. What's your would... worst thing? <laughs> I don't like anything that would be in the Winter Olympics. You don't like anything that would be in the Winter Olympics? Yeah. <laughs> I like so much stuff that's in the Winter Olympics. I don't like, I don't, so I don't like skating. I'm not good at skating and I'm not good at skiing, which is... Uh, well, they're both are nice. They are. <laughs> Skiing's a nightmare. It's so quick. <laughs> it is. So I don't, I don't fancy. Mine's ice hockey. If you're, if you're giving me an emergency question, I'm, they're so difficult, the emergency questions. My first emergency question in my life, and I've got, you can be good at ice, ice hockey. Yeah. I'd love to be good at ice hockey. Okay. I used to watch it. Did you? You're a sporty guy, though. You're, like, you're a footballer. I play football. Yeah. <laughs> um... Good. I'm glad you did. Are, if, you a, are you a sporty guy? No, I'm not. I like running long distances. Okay, well, that's it. What are we talking? Ten miles, five miles. You know, that's a long way. Yeah. Thirteen miles. Give you that. Thirteen miles. Where 13. did that come from? <laughs> it's a half marathon. All right. Yeah. What's your What's your best time for a half marathon? One hour forty-six. I think it was. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'll get a coffee in the eleven minutes while I'm waiting for you. <laughs> Ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, mine was uh, seven or eight years ago. I don't, we'll see. We'll see. I'm doing another one. In the... <laughs> Let's do one now and see you win. What now? Yeah. I'd happily do one now. That'd Are be great. You? Yeah. <laughs> we just leave these people sitting here for an hour and a half. <laughs> I've got. I can do it on my watch. We can work out how far we've gone. Um, if you had the power to bring one historical figure back to life, out of all the people in history, who would you rather reanimate? Um, who would I, what was the funnel? That out of all funnel, the, you, funnel out, flourish in that question. Who would all, you rather reanimate? Out of all the people oh, I love in. Um, do they have to be dead? Can it be alive? Um, it seems a waste. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to keep Jack D going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use my... Uh, yeah. I'm going to use my powers to just keep Jack D going forever. forever. <laughs> okay, he's all right though, isn't he? You're not, you've not heard anything that he's not. He's what's not. Hap- he's Wait, not what's happened? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I'm bringing it. someone back. Oh, it's a good. Um, yeah, well, you know. Um, <laughs> well, who's yours, by the way? I mean, I'm going to bring back. I'm going to bring back someone. I've got mine, and mine's yeah. pretty. Mine's pretty good. Okay. Um, <laughs> Well, you, I, you know, I know you like Russia. I, I'm quite interested in Russian history. I think I might like to bring Rasputin back to life. He'd shake things up. He would. He's another Cummings. Yeah. <laughs> the hand grenade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll bring back... Uh, I'll bring back... I'm gonna, pardon me? Mert Axat. Mert would be good, but I don't think he's gone yet. Um, I'll probably go Tony Hancock. Yeah? Yeah. 
He was so sad though. Why would you bring him back to make him? Well, oh. you know, give him another world. I yeah. mean, maybe maybe there'd be my might be more support this time, and yeah. he could sort of sort things out. I don't know, but he's a good choice. You know, apart from me. yeah, he got a good reaction. <laughs> apart, from, <laughs> apart from him, you know, wanting not to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. I mean, it'd be. It'd be worth the look on his face, wouldn't it? He would pull a funny face. Not this again. <laughs> you are joking. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go for a different person. Okay. Um, you want them to be? They were got to have died young. Not necessarily, they just might want to I'm talk just to going you. through my, I'm thinking Okay, here. if that's what you want. Yeah, Hancock. It's got to be Hancock. Okay. <laughs> has to be Hancock. All right, I'll ask you this one. I don't think this is a very I'm going to bring one more back, actually. Winehouse. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. nice. Let's give Winehouse another whirl. Yeah, I think that's, a, that's, that's fair enough. Yeah. So Hancock, not fair enough. Winehouse, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. No, okay. Would you rather have to keep two raw shelled eggs in your cheeks at all times? Pardon me? Raw shelled eggs? Yeah. What? Raw eggs. Shell, raw eggs. So eggs, raw. yeah. Just eggs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you mean to say raw shelled eggs for? <laughs> because... You'd not because, not because. You, give me would a, give say, me you would say, I'd have hard-boiled eggs and they wouldn't have shells on them. Well, how, and about, now you how can't about you say around. eggs and then you see how the conversation develops? <laughs> Don't start with raw-shelled eggs. Would you rather have two raw-shelled eggs in your cheeks at all time, one on each cheek, <laughs> or have a jaw made out of glass? The glass would be with the fragile kind used to make thin wine glasses, not the reinforced kind that can stop a bullet. Oh, yeah. I get it. So you've got to be careful with your jaw. Yeah. Um, or quite careful with your cheeks. It's, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> really? Yeah. And that's not part of the question. But that's... Shame on you for putting any question in there that is a no-brainer. Shame on you. Okay. There should be tough decisions. Okay. I'm not... Yeah, grandmother eggs, but... I'm going that for me every day of the week. That's the jaw. That's not the obvious answer. The egg that is the obvious, obvious answer. answer because I, I'm not going to be the egg guy. <laughs> I will not ever be the egg guy. I will get the glass jaw. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me. And then I will. <laughs> and I will find yeah. the appropriate, skilled artisan to make me something very special down there. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have an outer jaw. Okay. Why don't you get an artisan to make you something to protect your cheeks? Because I'm this guy. <laughs> I can't talk. There's one example where I can talk and one where I can't. Good My livelihood, someone... Richard. <laughs> It would, it would affect that. What acting role am I going to get where I've got cheeks that come to there? <laughs> am I going to get in the next Harry Hill movie? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a very good example. That's right. the only job where that's the advantage. <laughs> <laughs> the absolute star. Right, let's talk a little bit about uh, you. Yep. 
thing you Amazing. Hear. That's like, that's 40 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> you never got that from Parkinson. No. He wasted a lot of time. Uh, so, just getting straight to the point. Well, let's talk about Alan Partridge. First of all, when you're working with Steve Coogan, does every day you go, I just have to say, Rich Channing created this character before we, before we, before we go, and then we'll get on with it. I just need to get that off my chest. What, you think I say that when no, I go I think, in? Alan, I think Steve Coogan, out of character, not in character as Alan Partridge, yep. says, as you get in, he goes, I've just got to say, Rich Channing created this. Oh, like saying Grace. Yeah. <laughs> and then just let's, and let's. No, he hasn't, he, he hasn't come sort up? of, uh, no. I've worked there for 10 years, actually. Yeah. And, um, no, your name hasn't come up. No, okay. <laughs> Did you create the character? No. Okay. <laughs> Not in any way. Um, did you? Were you, were you? Did you do Tony Farina? No. Okay. No. Didn't do it. I didn't really do anything. <laughs> Just sat, sat at the back and no. So where were you? Where, um, where, where, well, where, we wrote uh, lots of stuff on on the hour, so we wrote a lot of what Alan Partridge said. Now, what's on the hour? Mm. <laughs> no, uh, I love on the hour. Yeah. That must have been quite exciting. Yeah, it was. Well, I don't want to talk about me and on the hour. Well, no, it wasn't well, we're, like, there's no harm in it. We're going to do five on you. It, so was, it, it was. <laughs> so, how did you all meet? You know, you've got some of the biggest comedy brains in the, yeah. in the industry that well, you know, uh, all went like for 20 years later, we're still talking about. Yeah, Armando Yanucci got the team together. Yep. That's how it happened. Okay. So I met Armando at university, but then we sort of, then he, then he was the producer of Weekending. Mm hmm. And he liked what we were doing because we were, didn't really like weekending. <laughs> and he did oh. he. So oh, you didn't like weekending. No, the first, the eight weeks before we had the producer on eight weeks. Two months. Our, two months. Yeah, before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not I. Not exactly. Uh, and uh, it was exactly eight weeks. The eight weeks before. So two lunar months. The producer had used. 20 seconds of stuff by me and Stu in yeah. eight weeks. Now, Stu... Stuart Lee. Okay. And, um... <laughs> the first week Armando... Not Francis. The first, not Stuart Francis. The first week Armando was the producer, we got 13 minutes on... Ah, uh, the 22 he, minutes. Show. Me likey. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. But anyway, it was insane. So we, we, he, we, he realised... You're fast-tracked. I think when he came up to do the show that he wanted to do, which was sort of an anti-weekending show in a way. Yeah. Then we were the obvious choice because we'd done well with that. But we didn't really have much to do with it. But how was it for you? And I didn't know On The Hour was going to be a thing. So, you know, just for us, it was our first real job. So yep. we didn't even really go, wow, this is amazing. And it wasn't like, oh, there's Steve Coogan. It's, oh, there's that bloke who's on that WH Smith's advert pretending to be Frank Spencer. <laughs> so that's not... Was he? Yeah, he did. I like it. He did. We, he does, did, he did, did. Did anyone believe him? <laughs> he did loads of. He was very good impressionist as he still is, and he did quite a lot of things like that. So he was. There was. That was the thing that I'd recognised him from yeah. at that time. Uh, and uh, but for you, when ah, you got then. the call, now here we for, go. When you got Back the call, in. but to, I enjoyed that, Richard. When you got the call to be, I'm a very polite man, and if you ask me a question, I'll answer it. Uh, but. Well, you've you got you to admit, I've answered most of the shit he's thrown at me. <laughs> when uh, you got the call to be on Alan Partridge, Alan yeah. Partridge was quite a big deal by then. Yeah, yeah. So that must have, how, how was, and I've read you saying you still find it a bit difficult to work with him without being kind of slightly in awe. Is that, would that be fair? Yeah, of the, very fair. Of, of the, of the yeah. circumstances? It's, yeah. I think so. I feel like um, I, you, 
you do sort of meet a lot of people when you do you meet tons. I do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you ever get starstruck from the people who come on here? Yeah, not very often, not today. No. Uh, it's uh... <laughs> it's going to get uh, my beer. <laughs> <laughs> get to the. Have you got another beer? Oh, yeah, I've got another beer. That's good. Um, yeah, no, there's some, some, sometimes, yeah. Go on then, top three. Uh, Michael Palin. Yeah, one. Palin, yeah, give you that. Um, Who else? They're all white males so far. <laughs> you tell me. You tell me. Mate, who else have I been starstruck by? Brian Blessed. I don't think I was... I mean, I was almost... Weirded out? Yeah. Like, almost struck, I think, rather than star, starstruck. Uh, John, I was sort of, yeah, John the Ross was one of the early, thank you. Uh, thank you, my brain. I think that was just in my brain. <laughs> John the Ross was the first, like, person I didn't know at all who I interviewed. And then I was sort of thinking, oh, shit, you're a really good interviewer and yeah. I've got to interview you. Oh, that's not easy to and interview then, an interviewer. And then I, that's why I started doing emergency questions, because there was a point in that interview that I just went, but I'm going to this. <laughs> Well, I can't think of anything to ask you. So then I just thought I'd write, I have a book of questions that I can in, ask in those circumstances. A couple of editions now. Yeah. Um, I would say, um, yeah, I, 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 it's, you get quite inured to it a bit yeah. when you're meeting comedians. But, um, yeah, I think, weirdly, those people who worked on, um, you know, uh, the day-to-day -day and stuff like that, I, I feel like those so people... So just from on the hour... Just Not, after. Just, just after. Just after. after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, weirdly, S Steve Coogan is in a slight kind of sweet spot of how old I was at the time when, yeah. it, when it came out and that it being related in some way to the first stuff that you enjoyed and you're not watching it because your parents are watching it, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. But weirdly, my, my, my um, dad loved it as well, so it, it was sort of did both, kind of. It felt like you'd found something really interesting, but also what you could watch it. It wasn't really family television. It wasn't like Faulty no. Towers. No. Um, and then there was just a load of it in a big slew that probably started in about 1993 or four. And, but you, you just got given it loads. You got given it you, the radio stuff, then became the TV stuff, then Know Me Knowing You became a TV show, and then it became a sitcom. And it probably lasted for about eight or nine years where... You know that it, it sort of you tr you trace it through going through the end of school to sixth form. You know, driving around listening to this these tapes and stuff that we bought these cassettes, right. and then like it, it was a big part of my my life. His voice, and you'd do his voice at school, <laughs> and you'd quote the stuff. And I remember meeting people at university who their thing was Ali G because that it was like a they were younger. Um, but he was like in, like right in there somewhere in, in a very very sweet spot. So, yeah, when he when he asked me to be his sidekick, about ten years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, 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 do you do you do you do you do that when <laughs> do you do you do that when there's a momentous moment in someone's life? Well, we got Steve backstage, and we were gonna <laughs> yeah, yeah. when he came, he was gonna come on and. Of course. Hug you and stuff, and we of had course. this big thing planned, yeah. but unfortunately one... Yes, you have to release a single piece of confetti <laughs> when someone's talking about their hero. <laughs> so, yeah, he asked me to do it, and it was yeah. like, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. 
Because I really, really like him and, and think he's so good at, you know, he's a genius. Did you tell him or did you play it cool? Um, I think played it cool. Yeah. Did you come in and go, I think you're shit. <laughs> I think you're already <laughs> shit at comedy right. and I'm glad you got me because I'm going to make it better. That's, what, that's, yeah. that's how yeah. I'd have played it. it yeah, you, you, you play it too cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I played it a bit warmer than that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But even that is quite difficult. I mean, I think that comes when you sort of are... Uh, there's no time to say that. When do, you, when do you say that? You don't say that in a rehearsal and you don't say that when you're starting to film. The only time to say that is if you're in the pub and you're, you've finished doing the show, really. Yeah. Unless you're sort of going for drinks after you've finished you know, doing it. And we never really did. So the times I've been in a pub with him, which is like a few times... I'm very, very effusive. Right. <laughs> I, I let myself down and say, uh, you know, basically what I've just said to you. But, um, but yeah, the, the strange thing about it is it doesn't really dissipate. And most people, it sort of becomes normal straight away because you're like, well, it's just a person. With him, there is something where I, 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 am, I am still slightly starstruck, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I understand it. I... I um... I mean, I did. I said I, I worked with him. We did we did a sketch show like in 1991 or something, the Dumb Show. Yeah. So when it still was that it was still wasn't that he was clearly like better than everyone else <laughs> doing sketches than in the show. But it was yeah, it didn't it didn't feel like that. So it's sort of weird me knowing him uh, from before. Yeah. I suppose so that does change it. But I'll have people around me probably who you know when they're his age, where people will be like, I can't believe you're friends with this person. Like, yeah. You know, Alex and Mark and people like that, where you're like. Yeah, it doesn't really doesn't make yeah. any because we met when when I mean those guys were like you know just well you know bellends. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I meet Steve when he's like uh, brilliant. Yeah. And just every his sort of body of work is so strong. Yeah. And also it didn't help the fact that the the thing I was doing with him was partridge. No, I mean it's it's it's, it's sort of a monster. And also the 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 show was in a in a, in a soundproof radio booth that was the show so there's no crew i mean there's crew outside of it but when we're doing it it's like two fixed cameras and me and not even steve coogan it's me and alan partridge hmm. and um yeah that's quite that was that's a bit much yeah <laughs> do you ever think that maybe you've been in an accident and you're just in a coma and you had uh, been dreaming why Dream, because it just seems unlikely that would happen doesn't it yeah, I slightly do. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Wake up, <laughs> Wait, Dimki, Dimki. Yeah, yeah, um, no, there is a big part of that. It, yeah. it, it is. It is. A, it's, it's kind of quite a direct hit that not most people. Most people do not get. But also, the, the. I mean, a. They asked for you to do it, right? So it wasn't an audition. It was we want well, you to come and do this part. Well, it work that I would just ask them if I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice. Here's an right? idea. They didn't go. We had got this idea for a guy. They came. We got an idea for a guy, and it's you. We want to do it. Yeah. So it's written specially for you. So that's nice. And you're still in it, right? Yeah. So that means yeah. that it's going okay. Yeah. So that's that's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's now. It's now not so. It's not so kind of um, nerve wracking, really. But the first one was, the first one was mad. I mean, doing that, and then it came out, and also it was quite high stakes, I think, for them because. Or for him, because he had, he had a 10-year gap. And then when he brought it back, it was with, like, the, the Foster's online thing. Oh, it was right, kind yeah. of quite a new thing to do, I think. Yeah. I don't know. There was, it felt like there was a bit of jeopardy going on there. And you, I just was thinking, if it's not very good, 
they're not going to say it's not very good because he can't do it anymore. <laughs> they're not going to say it's not very good because they've done it in this format. They're going to go, yeah, this guy is fucking shit. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm the main thing they've changed yeah. is they've got rid of... I mean, it's, it's like when a football club gets rid of some of their big star players and then brings in someone who's not quite as good as them. I mean, they'd sort of got rid of Lynn and the, uh, the receptionist. Yeah. Basically, all of the people had gone and they just had me. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really make any sense. So, <laughs> yeah, so I thought if it, if it had gone badly... Um, I mean, I felt sick when that, was, when that came out. And I, I remember I was staying at my brother's and... I remember him watching it and me just thinking, oh, I'm not watching this. And he was laughing, but he's like obviously the worst kind of <laughs> barometer of it because yeah. he, he is in also a quite unique position of his brother is now Alan Partridge's sidekick. <laughs> so he's having a great time. <laughs> yeah, and then I watched it and thought, yeah, that's, that's fine. I mean, it's not like, it's not, that, it's not that difficult a thing to get your head around really in some ways because... He's not, it's not like Morecambe and Wise, I am like a foil. So it's not, it's not like he's brought someone in and they're, and they're going to turn it into Vic and Bob. He's, it, I, I know what my job is. Yeah. I'm like a conduit to mean that Alan Partridge opens up and there's more and more Partridge on the screen. But even so, it's like, yeah, it, was quite high pre it felt quite high pressure. It's interesting the way he did it and it's clever the way he did it to cut. It sort of felt like testing the water to see yeah. you know doing it in a small way it actually was very clever of him to go because if it ha if it hadn't worked he could just go no oh, you know you've still got yeah. the rest of it but it was it was it, i mean i think since he got the gibbon brothers gibbons brothers into write it it's kind of gone up a gear really which is pretty impressive given it was pretty good already yeah so they they really get it i think i i think it's amazing i always kind of have my when 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 people are really nice about it i i i know where that my favorite incarnation of it is definitely the stuff well, that I'm not in. <laughs> so the first I'm Alan Partridge is probably I think peak everything. But at the same time, I do I, you know I watch the stuff and I, I also I watch it there and I'm like when when he's doing it, I'm like that is and he, he's an interesting person to work with because he'll reset and do it again and again and again. I don't know how much you've worked with him, but like he'll do it again and again and again. It, 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 it's a sort of unique process that he has where you don't just do a take and then say okay let's do another one he's constantly starting sentences again and stuff like that, which is a bit of a handful. But then there's a bit where he does it, and there's a, it's like a musician. There's this, this moment where there's like 30 seconds of him doing it, and you're like, yeah, okay, fair play, it's that bit, and that's genius. <laughs> it's, it, it's quite amazing yeah. to, to, like, you know, to be in there with him. Yeah, well, you know, it is, it is that, that the, not, not just of my generation, but the two or three generations beyond it's the, it's the big... Comedy character, and also I, yeah. I like the fact he's gone back to a because he's the right age to do it now, which is nice. Mm -hmm. But also the British thing is to do something for twelve episodes and then stop. Yeah, and I, and I just think that's wrong. I just don't. Yeah. I think if you've got a character that's strong, then you can do. And well, the he's character's got, he, that strong. He's got guts. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> I remember walking in the first time and seeing him, and he had the chain around his glasses. Yeah, and just thinking that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, and I've I've been listening to your the audio book, um, uh, which uh, I've lost the name. He thought he used thought as a wife. Oh right, well, it. yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> well, you're combining two ideas. Yeah, there was. <laughs> 
I've been listening to your audiobook of poems. Right, so uh, there's an audiobook called, called The Incomplete Tim Key. Okay. And then the book, I wrote a book in lockdown called uh, He Used Thought as a Wife, which um, I, I want to make into an audiobook. I haven't, I listen, I haven't listened to that one audiobook no, yet. No, no, I don't know how that's got into your mind. <laughs> um, but yes, it's certainly true that there is an audiobook. It's of very some, good. Yeah. Well, it's very good because... Um, Oh, my, my watch is telling me it's time to go to sleep. Bedtime. Okay. Bedtime reminder. Well, okay, how long do we sleep for? Your bedtime. <laughs> I can do five. It says I've got to sleep till six, six a.m. You're sleeping till six? I've got, I've got to sleep okay. in one minute till six a.m. So if you oh, know... so, okay. Not for a minute then, okay. No. Um, I've still got a minute to go. Well, I've seen you do... I've seen you do your... But I haven't seen any of your, like, the actual Edinburgh shows, which you won the Perrier Award. I've seen three of yours. Thank you. I've done 13, so it's still on average. It's about the same. It's about the same. <laughs> Give or take. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've seen you do that character. and uh, I mean, is it? I mean, it's, it's sort of... Because it's like you, the character of the poet. Yeah. Tim, Tim Key. Yeah. Tim, except he's Tim, Tim Key. Um, but it's not quite you. And it's... Uh, it's it, the, the audiobook version of it's great to see. It's great to have it because it's performed and you put some music in it and there's there's... There's more to it than, uh, than the poems anyway, but the poems are great. But uh, it's, it's fascinating because it's funny and frustrating. And also it's not quite... A, I've seen acts do parodies of bad poetry before, right? Yeah. And this, but you've not seen one do a parody of a good poetry. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen... It's not quite like that because it, mostly it's, uh, it's too... Ma- it's a, it'll be a mannered character. Yeah. But here I am, I'm a terrible poet. And this is... This makes you think, well, this is just poetry and this isn't necessarily well, bad yeah. poetry. It's sort of parodying the fact that all poetry is bad. Well, I, 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 can, I, 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 can, I can add something to this. Yeah. So, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I, when I first started doing it, it was in about 2004 or something. I'd done some stand-up. And that hadn't worked out very well, and so I quit yeah. after 10 gigs. Um, Miserable gigs, actually, and a miserable part of, um, I suppose, my life. But then <laughs> I uh, rebuilt, started writing poems, and then I did my poetry character, which was like reading these poems out, drunk, wearing a suit, this lashed guy, and all over the place, and basically playing drunk as well. I right. mean, even to the extent, to be fair to myself, and it doesn't sound great, of burping, and sort of going, oh, whoops, and all of that sort of stuff. And then... Gradually, that's kind of evolved into something where... You know when... Uh, someone... someone um, do you know Tom Basden? I do know Tom So, so his wife uh, came up to me after a gig, and I, I, I never really have had directors or anything like that, but I was doing an Edinburgh show, and I just sort of got friends to come and watch. And I think she sort of switched it round slightly because I wore, I wore a nicer suit that time. And she said, I think that's the, uh, that's the answer. Uh, and I, she said it was a bit more charming, and I think that's what you want to do. Yeah. And honestly, that that sort of opened it up for me, where now it, I am a bit all over the place on stage um, still, but it it that sort of journey from basically a character to the sort of dream of being on, able to unlock your yourself on stage. The poetry is sort of neither here nor there. I feel like now I'm very comfortable on stage, and it's yeah. it was a character, and now it's somewhere between a persona and me. Yeah. So I kind of feel like really kind of lucky that I've sort of done that. It's yeah, and it's and it allows you to be 
to to talk about ideas that are kind of shocking and unpleasant without totally. without it being shocking or unpleasant at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the sort of the Trump card where yeah. there's always this kind of like, you know, twinkle in the eye where you can sort of sell ideas and you, you can sort of make people not stay angry with you because you're sort of, um, they, they can't quite get their head around what you are. You're sort of friendly and charming, but also there's something sort of, you know, poisonous <laughs> yeah. lying within. But I, I don't know, it's, diff- it's very rare, obviously, you probably have the same. It's very rare you talk about what you actually do on stage. Yeah. But I think there's something like that is happening where, I mean, the main thing is there's, there's something really fun and enjoyable that I'm that I love doing on stage which before I'm overthinking it and trying to work out how to do it and now you sort of go on and just sort of it's still nerve-wracking but you sort of think probably be fine yeah I get get that and that's what I think listening to and as a comedian listening to it there are times you're going well what's going on with you know this isn't this (laughs) why is it funny and and so sometimes it's making you Almost angry, but you're, but you're, but you know, but you, that's the point of it, though, isn't it? You're trying to fucking, you're trying to make people com, like confused. I think, aren't you? As much, well, yeah, it's it still is, but like it, is that, yeah. it is funny, but yeah. it's confusing and yeah. like, and it's. I want to say irritating, but it's not irritating. But it's that it's the same. It's a shame you want to say it. It's the same. <laughs> it's well, same. I remember, I remember doing the first, my first yeah. Edinburgh show, my first hour. And I, it was still somewhere in between the two things. It was a bit of a hybrid between those two situations I, des- I described. And I'd walk up to the microphone and I'd pull out my first poem and it would be deliberately a little antagonistic. Right. Where some people would like it because it's a bit, it's a bit odd and some people would be like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So, and, I'd, and I'd deliver it, you know, very earnestly and then I'd walk to the... The door of the um, it was in the in the um, uh, the hut in Edinburgh, like a fifty seater. I walked to the door and put a key in the door and locked the door and then, <laughs> and then go back to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I like. That's why people I... were so furious. Yeah, like, yeah. Because if you're in the part of uh, it's it's a, it is a bit of a. I don't know how I don't know how your stand up has evolved when you know from when you started doing it. Were you ever interested in like dividing a room? Or yeah, if, absolutely. Yeah. I think a bit too. When I came back to it, a bit too much. So, okay, I did. I did it early and just tried to do what I thought would get me booked and yeah. what I liked, but somewhere in between, it never quite worked. And then when I came back to, it, I thought, fuck it, I'm going to do exactly what I want to do. And so I did a show called Someone Like Shogat that was sort of about annoying people, really. Yeah. Uh, and when I listen back to it, it's the one show. It's one of my favourite shows, but it's the one show when I listened when I did them again and I listened to it all the way through. I just went, "This is actually too much," because yeah. this is by the it's too much goading people. But I think it's a, it is a bit of a learning curve because yeah. I, I remember doing it and thinking, oh, "I had so many walkouts," and no, I mean they were furious. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it. I can see why. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, they're irritated. <laughs> <coughs> but they spent like you know, um, sixty-five quid, to, you know, for the ticket. Yeah. No, less than that. Right? But, <laughs> yeah, you get the idea. It was a lot. No, they, they'd spent like ten pounds to watch yeah. this show, and I think at that point, at that point, I was thinking, well, that I, I did enjoy it, and I, and I felt like of that run of twenty-five shows or however many you do in Edinburgh, there was like 
probably five or ten shows that were really good. And then, it, it, uh, basically, after that, I, I changed my philosophy and thought, what would be a really good idea if, is, is if everyone enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> but that has to happen kind of quite... Um, that, that, that has to happen quite organically. It does. I don't think you just sort of stop and go, this isn't working, I'll try this. You just gradually work out that it's not, it's not big or clever to, to make 10 people in a room of 50 <laughs> hate you. Yeah. But maybe you have to go through that to get, to, you know, to, to, to make your act interesting for when it, when it finally lands and you're making everyone laugh. Yeah, but, because that's, but that's, when you listen to it, when you listen to it or watch it, I think it's just, you're kind of going, what, you know, why has he decided to do that? And why is, why is it funny still? Mm. And why is it working? And, you know, and that's it. It's making the unusual choices. So as, when you've seen lots of comedy and you know how comedy works... It, you know that could be it's quite dull watching a lot of comedians but then it can when someone comes on and does something differently and it works it's sort of fascinating and sort of oh, well and, and I'm, all, I'm, always, I'm always interested in those acts like yeah. someone like um, Brian Gittins or someone like, have you seen much of yeah. Brian Gittins yeah. so, it's just so funny and, and, I'm, and I love it but the audience is split and it's just like it's a great show to watch because it's so fascinating that the, the Brian Gittins in case you don't know is like a, a kind of character act of kind of a a bad comedian, but it, but he's brilliant. The guy, I mean, David Earl, who pl who plays the the part, is fantastic. But I remember watching him, um, <laughs> and it was so funny. It, people are laughing their heads off, but you know, not everyone is. And there's a guy right in the middle on the front, and he just stops everything and looks at the guy and goes, "You look gutted, mate." <laughs> <laughs> But I, I used to enjoy. I used to enjoy it to an extent, to annoying people. And I think, especially once I'd had kids, but I think before that as well. But once you've had kids, you kind of think like a lot of people. This is their one night out in maybe six months. And what? Like you know, but if you, when you when you've got kids, from? you don't go out. You never get. Oh yeah, when kids, you got yeah. you know. Yeah. So if you've got a babies at home, you might get one or two nights out. Yeah. And then you go out, and a bloke's just deliberately trying to annoy you. Yep. Yeah, and he seems to be enjoying the fact that he's annoying you. So yeah, so I decided to not do that anymore on purpose. <laughs> but it's still there's fun. no shame in trying to make people laugh. There is no that is it's. Um, it's true. Let's quickly talk about. We haven't got too much longer, but let's quickly talk about um, Taskmaster. Which I mean, you you're down as Task. Down as what is down as? You're down as. You're down as. You're down as. You're down as task consultant. Yes, well, yeah, that's true. That's a good use of down as, actually. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you just have to wait till the end of the sentences sometime. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you mean, arm? <laughs> so, I mean, you were there. It is a sort of thing that you, the, you guys have collaborated on in different guises over the years. Yeah. And so it now is seen as Alex's thing, but you're still... How, what, what do you do as... How, how many tasks are you consulting on and... I'd rather not talk about no, it. No, OK. Really, uh, <laughs> the numbers. Look, it's, um, it's great to be involved. It's great to have the credit. And we move on. <laughs> no, the truth is, Alex is... Obviously, it's Alex's brain. The whole thing is Alex. And, uh, you know, we meet up in a pub. Alex says... Here's some tasks. I go, fantastic. He goes, you got any? I go, another pint. And then we're, we're, we're done. 
there's, there's some tasks which I would say maybe I've helped in some way or maybe it's useful for him to know that he can ask me about stuff and bounce things off me, but that is the biggest joke in comedy that I'm on that page of those credits. <laughs> <laughs> this is Alex's show. Right. Yeah. What's coming up on the Champions of Champions edition on Wednesday? <laughs> What's coming up where? <laughs> on the Champions. There's lots of things falling off the, on the roof. Yeah, that was like, that was... some water Weirdly, that was liquid. No, I don't know it was water. That was liquid. It was... Have you seen Shallow Grave? It was... It was... <laughs> <laughs> Might be melted snow. <laughs> um, Again, back to water. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what the final task will be on the Champion of Champions? I've done all the other tasks on the Champions of Champions. I'm doing the Champions of Champions. You're going to be there on Wednesday watching. Is it still going? Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> hang on, Wednesday. What's Wednesday? Wednesday we're recording the Champions of Champions. Champions of Champions of Champions. Can you stop I'm saying champ Champions of Champions? Champion. Did you I'm win your? Did you win your series? I won my series. Oh, bless your little Thank heart. You. Why not? I've got a trophy at home. And Have you? Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't really tell you what's going to be the on-stage task if that's what you're trying to get. I was, out trying, of. I was trying to get that. Out. No. Okay. No. Because that would be an advantage. No. Because I could practice. It's usually something with sort of balloons or mirrors, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, do you think? Who do you think will win the champion of champions? Who's in it? Me. Don't say, please don't say we're watching it. Yeah, we haven't done it yet. <laughs> Honestly, the ch the chances <laughs> of me saying are zero. I didn't know this show is still on telly. Ed, we haven't done it yet. We've done our task, but we haven't. I, I, I have no idea anyone else has done. I've been brilliant. Uh, Ed Gamble. Yep, I was at his wedding. Go on. Uh, yeah, you, I saw you on the yep. Instagram. Yep. Uh, Lou Sanders. Yep. Lisa yep, Tarbuck. Yep, Tarbuck. Yep, Tarby. Um, yep. Uh, Kerry Godleman. Godleman, yeah. Richard Herring. Yeah, you Alex. didn't forget you, did you? Alex. Very egotistic person, aren't you? I put myself at the end. Yeah. Uh, Alex. Alex Horn is being the Taskmaster's assistant. And yeah. I think Greg Davis. Greg is the Davis, task yeah, obviously, yes, lots in on the throne. Yeah. Who do you think will win out of that lot? Um, all right. Yeah, Tarbuck. Yeah. Genuinely, do you think that? Tarbuck. No chance. <laughs> I'm, go I'd, I'm just going in very blase. I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not bothered. Oh, you're, you're going in as an entertainer. <laughs> I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and make it interesting this time, <laughs> rather than just do the task. What tasks have you done so far? Can't say. I'm not allowed to say that, am I? Well, you can say to me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I wrote the fucking things. I did one involving. And there was an arty one with where you have to use parts of the human body. Do you know that one? Why aren't you winking? <laughs> Uh, I can't remember. There was, there was an fun. arty one. Where you, what, what art is there where you don't use a part of the human body? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to get, do, give you a cryptic clue. If you did know, I can't remember what I did. It was fun. It was three weeks after I'd had a testicle removed. I had to do all of this. Pardon me. I'd, I'd had Honestly, it. they've changed the old tasks. <laughs> Has he got another consultant in? <laughs> <laughs> You've got to give something very important Donate in this something surprise. to Greg. <laughs> and then they make a, they'll make a super champion out of all the body parts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, I can't really, I was genuinely, they, we left it, I had to move the date I was recording because I was in surgery. And then... You and then, do go on about the old cancer. And then they said, then they said, we have to do cancer? it. We have to do it by this date. And I go, well, that's, they said I can't lift anything for four weeks and that's Because of the cancer, in. yeah. And they said, well, that's when we have to do it. 
So Alex let me lift loads of pipes. I remember lifting loads of pipes around and Alex sitting around watching. <laughs> Big pipes. <laughs> I think I did okay, though. But now, now you say it, can't think about what I had to do. I can't remember anything I had to do. I mean, I'm I've got to be... say, it wasn't me saying it. You bought this whole thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it must be tough not having won your... Your, your... No, I didn't win my show. No, no I didn't win my show. No. At least jo- someone... Josh Widdicombe won my show. Oh, did he? And he's yeah. the champion of champions. If oh. I, I'll meet him in the champion of champion of champions. <laughs> yeah, I'd li- yeah, it would have been useful to have known that was on the uh, old uh, books, the old champion of champions. Yeah. I might have tried to win my... Um, yeah. yeah. Got to think ahead. Right, look, we... Uh, I've got to say, Tim Key has written at the top of that one and there's literally two... It's not a big pad and there's two pages you've got of questions yeah. for me. And look at look at David Mitchell. I struggled to... I struggled. Oh, OK, yeah, yeah. You have put more prep in for me. <laughs> Don't know if I've, I've written down Cambridge Footlights without going to university. Yep, here we okay. go. Was a quick round-up. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> you could put this on the, on the show notes that oh, you could yeah. just tune in for the last two minutes. We... We need answers. Crack my rib. Yes, yes. Uh, poetry, subtle, de- deliberately bad. I've put in quotation marks. Does that mean it is? Nothing it? deliberate about it. <laughs> uh, sidekick Simon. Yep. Working with Coogan. Yep. Got, a lot, got some good stuff on that. That's worked out very well. Oh, yeah. Really, I felt we dug into the heart of the artist there. We had some joshing around, and then we got onto that, and we really. Oh yeah, I mean, I've got I've got a lot of time for that yeah. guy, and you know, you gave me some advice backstage where you said if it goes quiet, that's fine. They're listening. <laughs> yeah. No but more. It's jo- fucking boring. <laughs> no more jockeys. No more jockeys. We didn't cover that, did we? No. Ah yeah, unicorn mug. Yep. In- Inside number nine didn't cover it. No, didn't cover it. There's a lot of stuff we time didn't cover. Time trumpet speaks Russian. Didn't cover it. Mentioned it. Russian didn't cover it. <laughs> it. Absolute fucking gift. <laughs> Zoom gigs. Pin drop silence when I was doing my partridge stuff. Yeah. I could have sung a Russian song. Uh, <laughs> tree with Kitson. What? Talk about tree with Kitson. Didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. I could have opened the lid on Daniel Kitson, but you know, don't worry, don't mind me. Uh, someone in a paper wrote, you're mischievous, rarely earnest, tough. Uh, touch absent-minded you let a journalist into your yeah a journalist came into your house sure do you remember this interview a female journalist i've forgotten her name you needed to go and get some orange juice and you left her in the house for 10 minutes and she looked around your fucking house she's not she's not a fish yeah it's okay to leave a journalist in a flat it isn't it's not okay to leave a journalist in a flat she looked around all your stuff and said you had she's a journalist mate she's looking for dirt i know don't do that. She saw that you had a bath full of liquid. Water. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Let's clear that up. Melted snow. I want you to know, rebrand Tim Key was in there. That rebrand was, uh, Tim Key. <laughs> it's prepared material. <laughs> Alex Horn said about living... He lived with, you lived with Alex Horn, didn't mention that. Um, he's uh, turned his unprofessionalism into an art form. Nonchalance bordering on arrogance. I agree. <laughs> Uh, That's fantastic. He said that? Yeah. I love that guy. Uh, Watson, Basden, Horn, friendly rivalry. Could have put a question mark on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So some of these questions are fantastic. <laughs> Poetical playing cards. The slut in the hut. He used to thought as a wife, which is what... Yeah, yeah. He used to thought as a wife. That's why I came on here to promote yeah. that book, but that didn't really come up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last one's good. So is that that's going to be an audio book? 
Yeah, you know, we um, we wrote... Well, I wrote it, to be fair. Yeah. Can't, we can't really say we when you're writing a book. Um, but yeah, I wrote that in the first lockdown, and it came out at Christmas. And um, you can buy it, obviously, because it's a book. Um, and now we're, we're discussing an audio book. Okay. I was discussing it today outside a cafe. Okay. Mm-hmm. And is the we the same we who wrote it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you can just do an audio book on your own. You don't need anyone else. You just do it. Just no, do no, it. no. But you haven't read this book. Okay. I haven't read it. I, thought I, I, find, I find that weird. I thought I'd it. listen to it. I thought I'd listen to it on the board. I'll, I'll go and grab it. Okay. I'll read it now. <laughs> Got a lot of stuff back there, haven't he? It's really come prepared for, uh, for an evening house. It's got. Oh, yeah, and I've seen a picture of this. Should I just read it now? Um, it's really little type. You know, when you said, oh, man, I thought you were going to say, this is fantastic. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, look at the design. It's like not good for an old man like me. Not good for an old man like me. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not it going to fly lovely. off the shelves, is it? <laughs> Not a very thick text, is it? You like wanker! <laughs> oh, I spent three months writing that. It's good. It's good. He likes it. Not very good for the audio podcast, this bit. You don't need to say audio when you're saying podcast. <laughs> How long have you done this? <laughs> Can I keep that? Yeah, for a bit. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll grab it in the dressing room. <laughs> right. Anything else coming up? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, do some gigs at the Bill Murray. Yes. Yeah. How about David? Has he got stuff coming up? <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, can't remember. Said something at the end, didn't he? He's doing a play or something, isn't he? Outsiders. Oh, he's, doing, he's, got, he's got the Taskmaster rip-off thing he's doing. What? No, he's got all the Taskmaster. It's got all the Taskmaster contestants in it, but everything has, hasn't it? You just go on Taskmaster, then you get on loads of other shows, unless you go on Taskmaster and are quite boring and just try and do your best. Yes. If you do that, then yeah. you need to really make sure that you're the task consultant for the next 10 series. Yeah. <laughs> Good, I'll do that next time. I'd rather win than be on Nevermind the Buzzcocks anyway. So... <laughs> actually, I end up writing on Nevermind the Buzzcocks, so it's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, will you please give a fantastic round of applause to the amazing Tim Key. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Come back and see some more. We're sold out next week. Kathleen Ryan and Chaparak Kazandi the weekend. You have been listening to Rahalastapa with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Tim Key. Thank you to Scant Regard for playing this music now. It is nice. I would also like to say I am indebted to my producer, Ben Walker. I'd like to thank Chris Evans, not that one, because he's sitting looking at me as I'm saying this in the Leicester Square Theatre. Thank you to everyone at the Leicester Square Theatre for their fantastic work on this show. Uh, this is a fuzz and gofasterstripe.com and Sky Potato production. Go to richardhang.com slash gigs and you can find out where we're doing Rahala Stapas from now on. This is the Leicester Square Theatre mainly. And also you can get the live stream if you like that kind of thing. And also 
you can sponsor me for my run, justgiving.com slash monoball. And all the money will go to the hospitals that cut off my bollock.